are you representing today? Oh, dude, I'm hard flexing more church. <laughs> I you couldn't where, tell. I wonder what you belong to. I belong to Jesus well, yes. and to more church. And to more church. So I was like, you know what? We were going to film a video today, but we didn't because the camera something or other and technology. something. Yeah. And so we'll film it tomorrow. Okay. You're going to wear the same thing? I'm going to, uh, yep. I'm going to wear the same, not, not going to wash it or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not true. I can't. I can't handle. I was going to say, cleanest man I know. Yeah, I can't do it. No. I can't wear things more than once. Well, welcome to the Tug of More. What's up, y'all? And this is just a conversation between two friends. Yeah where we talk about uh, where we talk about all kind of stuff <laughs> that's right we talk about uh how god is a great plan and that's calling right. on our lives and that he wants us to step into greatness yep but that for us to to step into that there's some tension that's right there's because a, we're a here. tug of war we want to be there we got to keep tugging uh so 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 uh on monday yep. of next week we're going on a trip. Rachel and i and aaron yeah, witt are going ship. to nope uh well that's um, a little einstein's you don't know that one no no i don't <laughs> know little einsteins that. no you're you have children yeah but my children were born oh, recently <laughs> Mine we're, were born we're, a long time ago. we're going to africa africa south africa durban south africa that's right I'm and excited. so we're going to be gone for 10 days it's gonna be great there the four of us have traveled together a lot of places that's true i don't think we've ever gotten 10 days together though I wonder how that's going to be. Maybe we'll hate each other by the time this is over. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> the next tug of war is me and Rachel. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, now. Uh, no, yeah. It's going to be fun, I think. We're, it's a lot of uh, flying, a lot of hours in a plane. How long? It's like two nine-hour flights. Nope. So it's going to be like, but it's more than that. I don't know. It's like 30 hours of travel by the time we get there. Yeah, and there's all the uh, time change. Yep. Uh, I've been culture to change. I've been I've been to Africa before. Whitney and Aaron and Rachel, none of none them of have ever have. been to Africa. Which is usually on the trips, I'm the one like I've been here. I love this place. You are now the tour guide. Yeah, and I get to I, be the child that is like, yeah, tell us where to go. Yeah, but if you put me in Fort Worth and I've lived here 20 years, <laughs> I would could not find my way home without a map. Yeah, so I'm not gonna know nothing. <laughs> All I remember is the food in Africa. Uh huh. And uh, they would make us eat bunny chow. It's a thing that is we're going to get. actual bunnies? Uh, you know, you never really know what the meat is oh. all the time. But they take a loaf of bread and they cut it in half and they pull the middle out. Mm -hmm. And they fill the loaf of bread with meat of questionable origin. Uh, <laughs> I think it's uh, bunny. Uh, 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 curry. Okay. Rice. Yep. And then you eat all the food with your fingers. And so while you're eating with your hands, there's no silverware, none in sight, no napkins in sight, no ice. There's no ice? No ice. All of Africa, oh not word. one cube, not one cube of ice in all of Africa. And so you eat it, you scoop it with your fingers, and then you you use your thumb like a little steam shovel and you use your thumb oh. to push the food into your mouth. I'm going and to And so take I lots cannot I cannot wait. Aaron's gonna be fine. Oh, he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't wait to see you and I'm Rachel. The one that even as a baby was like, if my hands got dirty, can't handle it. Yeah, no. no. I'm going to just take some silverware in my bag. Can I do You're that? You're going to be that American? Absolutely. Okay. This is why they hate us. <laughs> <laughs> this, is why we're, this is why we're globally hated. <laughs> you and I'm, some other I'm things. I'm fighting the tension and the tug of more by bringing my own supplies. That's what I'm going to do. But you know what? We're, we're, we're going to stay there for 10 days yeah, and then I'm we're going to come joking. home. I, won't, I will eat it with my hands. Unless God calls us to Africa. 
he ain't doing that. What if he does? <laughs> he already called us to Mansfield. That's what we're doing. That's true. Giving our lives to this place, and it's good. I'm hey, but if here. you want to be a missionary, you should do that. Absolutely. The world needs it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Quit your job. Listen, maybe this is a prophetic word for somebody who's watching. Quit your job. Go be an African missionary. Hey, what are we talking about today? I don't know. I don't either. I, don't I just ate a Poblano. Uh, oh, my I word. Just, we went to... We went to a Mexican restaurant mm -hmm. that, you know, those those restaurants you drive by every day and right. you never go. never go. And so today, some some of us and some of the team, we were like, let's go to this restaurant. It was we, pretty good. It was pretty good. And yeah. so I ordered a stuffed poblano pepper that was not bad. Yes. That's how I felt about my meal. It was not bad. Yeah. I was coming to record and they have us sitting across from each other and therefore I am insecure about all of my selfness. So I ate a light meal. Light meal. Oh, yeah. So that you wouldn't gain the weight. one meal would help me be skinny for this moment. Okay. <laughs> That's what I did. So uh, as we're tugging into more yeah. in our churches, businesses, everything, industries, in yep. there's there's something that is really a challenge for me. Yeah. And I think something that's a challenge for a lot of people is that what, what we do is relational. 100%. Like pastoring our job yeah for is sure. very relational that we are connecting with people that we're relationally connected and the hardest part is that people leave yeah that you have people that you're really close to that you love that you're in relationship right. with but then something gets crossed up somewhere yeah whether it's your fault not your fault you're not even a part of it or they just get a new job and have to move yeah that that at some point people that you're close to they are no longer part of your life. Right. Our context for conversation, life, ministry, all of that is the Bible. And we believe that the Bible tells us that God did not create us to do life alone. That right. In fact, from the very beginning, he created us to be in relationship with each other. And so no matter what we're doing in life, humans are built. It's why that whole COVID season has been so hard for people in their mental yeah. health is because we're built to be together. Yeah. And it is really hard, I think, for you and I, we've what we've learned over the last six years man has been this really difficult struggle to understand that some people are with you for a season and some people are with you for a lifetime and being able to differentiate that it's okay that not everybody's with you always and forever not yeah. everybody's ride or die gonna be there uh, yeah. till the end of time and it sucks yeah it sucks but it's a necessary part of tugging into more and and i think if you're watching and you're like, yep, I've been there. People that I've loved or I've been close to are now no longer in my life yeah. or no longer part of your organization. Just hearing that it's hard yeah. might give you a little peace. And so it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to have people leave. Right. Let me ask you a question. Uh, who was your best friend in third grade? Um, should I say his whole name? A guy, a guy named, a guy named Chris. A guy named Chris. Yeah. For me, a girl named Stephanie. Okay. And when was the last time you talked to Chris? Oh man, I I literally don't. I mean, high school. Yeah. Right. But like, kind of. Yeah. Because like we kind of went different directions in like sixth grade. Yeah. And, yeah. I messaged that with the Stephanie girl uh, a few years ago on Facebook because the internet. But other than that, I haven't talked to her. Yeah, since high school, and I'm like. We are okay with that in seasons of life. Yeah. That we grew and we grew apart, like you just said, but we changed. Matured and beyond. Matured beyond. But in our adult life, in our regular circumstances, we get really upset 
when people leave. And I think sometimes we do things so that people won't leave, which hinders us from stepping into more because we're unwilling to we dance around it. We talked about it just a couple weeks ago, like tiptoeing and all that in culture shifts because we don't want people to leave, but it's a part of it. It's yeah. a part of going into more knowing and understanding it's okay. I'm not still friends with Stephanie and I might not still be friends with somebody else yeah. in a year. It sucks, but it's, it's what it is. I remember when we first started the church. So we planted the church, you know, started from kind of nothing. Uh, Rachel had gotten a job at one of the high schools here in town. Yeah. And so had kind of became friends with one of the principals. Yeah. And this principal, her and her husband were pastors mm -hmm. of a church kind of up in Dallas. And uh, it was uh, Truvine Missionary Baptist yeah. Church. Fort Worth. Fort Worth. Yeah. And so we went to a football game with them, like one of the high school football yeah. games. And we're sitting there and there's this old pastor, like 70. Yeah. And I'm just telling him about the church and how excited I am and I'm telling him about the team. And he turns to me and he says, they'll all leave. And I was like, what? <laughs> and <laughs> he was like, yeah. And he was like, <laughs> I've been in the ministry for 49 yeah. years they're all gonna leave you. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I dug, you know, we did the episode on asking questions. Yeah. And so I dug in and said, man, what are you, what are you talking about? What, what do you mean they're gonna leave? And he said, you're coming with this great group of people that you're planting with, that you're yeah. excited about. But what you've got to know is that over time, everybody isn't always gonna be there. Right. And he gave me an illustration about how when you're building a house or like a big building, that to build the building, yes, there are pillars. Mm -hmm. And those pillars are always with the house. Yeah. But there's some times you have to put up scaffolding. Right. Scaffolding is like a, a a ladder. It's like a thing that you build that's temporary to help erect the house. Right. And that sometimes there's relationships that we have that are foundational. They yeah. are a pillar. They right. are somebody who's going to be there for a long time. Yeah. But sometimes there are people in our life that are scaffolding. Yeah. And we can't get mad that scaffolding isn't a pillar and mad that a pillar isn't scaffolding. Right? No. It's really good. Yeah. You've used I didn't know that's where that illustration came from, but I've heard it a bunch because I mean that's that's the first time I remember hearing it. Yeah. It's probably Well, no, yeah. but I, I didn't know that's where you'd heard it originally. Uh the scaffolding helps you like uh across the street mm -hmm. from our house, the backyard of our house. Um they there's a house across the street that they've been working on forever and there's scaffolding still that's been up but i know it's going to come down someday but all the time the dudes are up on the scaffolding working on the second floor yeah scaffolding is important those relationships are still important because uh they help you get to where you're going and yeah. they will help maybe even push you into more so what we've had to learn the balance of is not to uh wall up against people that maybe aren't going to be with me forever i'm still going to love them and give them uh, value let them add value to my life because they're necessary but then when it transitions and shifts i just can't be surprised and i can't be so devastated yeah i think that for you and i there were lots of seasons where we were devastated super by relationships that we were hoping would be pillars but were really just scaffolding and and having that illustration has helped me so much to be able to understand it's okay let them go um, and let them move in their life where they're going, the direction they're going, and, and let me focus back on me and my house yeah. and the people that are gonna be there forever. It can be, in the early years for me, what I found out is that when somebody would say that they were like gonna leave the church or were thinking of yeah. like doing something new, man, I would put so much energy into trying to get them to stay. Mm -hmm. 
I would I would bend over backwards to try to retain right. the people. Right. So much so that I was acting out of my normal character. Correct. I was then giving, hmm. I was pouring so much into the relationship that I was keep, it was on life support. Right. But I was the one doing all the work. Yeah. And the minute I stopped doing one thing, they left anyways. Right. And so it's taken me a long time. And sometimes right. I still fall back into it. Yeah. That I want to work so hard to keep the thing alive that sometimes what's wisdom is to just realize like, it's okay. Well, and in They're that, gonna leave. you're giving so much energy in one place, that means your energy is being pulled from another. I'm not connecting to new people. Right. I'm not reassembling new pillars. Yeah. You're not. Or scaffolding yeah. because I'm so trying to keep this rickety one. Right. From falling apart. No. And I think that we all have people like I can hear somebody be like, okay, but then how do I know? How do I know who's scaffolding, who's pillar? How do I know? And I think that you don't always know. And that's the part that stinks. But there are signs that there are some people in your life, what you said, you kind of feel it. You and I have had people that have been on different leadership teams with us, even different staff members, different people that when they came, we had this like, they're not gonna be here forever. Something someday at some point is gonna happen that they're gonna step out. And so we have to be okay with it because in the moment when it's happening, mm -hmm. if we remember, oh yeah, I've already identified that that's probably gonna happen with them someday, it makes it a lot easier to go yeah. ahead and bless them as yeah. they go, because what we've done wrong before, we're always sharing what we've done wrong, uh, that's how we learn, uh, is that we've tried to hold on to them so bad in the moments when we should have said, oh yeah, this is a good moment, go ahead, it's okay yeah. to leave. And so I can imagine there's business owners, there's there's leaders, there's people who've worked with someone and you know maybe you got an employee that you're like, it's time for them to go. But in that moment, instead you're like, no, let me give you more money or no, let me do this thing and trying to get them to stay, but it's okay. Maybe there's been, if you've had those symptoms and signs, <clears throat> it's time to let them go. Yeah, what? I've got so many thoughts of like, should we start telling stories? Well, we can tell them. Or, or should we, talk the like how we felt or why people leave like let me just shoot a few off why yeah, people go. leave people leave because you've grown yeah and you have elevated yourself up and they're where they were and so they're just not going to go with you on the journey right people leave uh because you don't cater to them mm -hmm. people leave because something else better in their mind came along and mm -hmm. they would rather go yep. people leave because something happens situationally around you that has nothing to do with you but they're not mature enough to process those emotions so they leave right but then you are left holding the bag feeling like a loser yeah people leave because life yeah and we can take it personally right all all these different reasons yeah. and like for me i've historically taken it super personal yeah yeah that that people leave either being friends with me and rachel or leave the church or leave just a circle of right community I've taken it super personally, like I screwed something up. Right, and I think. It's and sometimes I have. I was gonna say I think it's important to identify. Like sometimes yeah. it is our fault. We have to be willing to say my bad. But you and I talk about it all the time that like coming as a leader, stepping into more, you, one of your number one objectives is to keep a humble spirit about you. Yeah. And if you'll do that, then even when you screw it up, uh, you're you're okay. Yeah. But I think yeah that that first one you said is a huge one. That if you're a person that's tugging into more, there are people that will not be able to go to more with you. Yeah. 
and that you have to be okay with it. I remember um, in the season when we transitioned into working together full-time and me being full-time on staff at the church, some relationships in my life that either one, uh, one was they felt threatened, which there's no reason to be. There's plenty of seats on the bus. Like we all can have our space. But I remember having a conversation with one friend that had been, we'd been friends for a long time. And really in my perspective, thought they'd be friends with us forever. And I remember one day she like stopped me and kind of said, hey, um, you know, I understand. And I was like, what? She was like, I understand that everything's different now. I understand because like you're you're now speaking and teaching and leading and pastoring. And, and I understand that it's different. And I was like, I'm still me. Yeah. I'm just doing more of what God's asked me to do. I, I haven't changed. Nothing's changed for me. But in that moment, I realized she now sees me different and she can't go the journey with me. And it sucks. Yeah. But I had to be okay knowing what what the temptation was, was then for me to shrink back. Mm-hmm. Was for me to go, well, never mind. I'll stay where I am. I'll stay where I am. The next time he asks me to speak, I'll say no. Mm-hmm. The next time uh, they give me an opportunity to lead something, I'll just say, oh, I don't, I don't want to do that. Or I'll hide it from these relationships so they won't know about it. And that's silly because the true people that are with you forever, they're going to be with you through the good, the bad and the ugly and the wins in your life. They're going to celebrate, not tear down. And I remember that moment and it helped me so much go, okay, there are going to be people that are not going to be able to handle this adjustment. Yeah. And I talk to people all the time. They go from, uh, we have a good friend, Beth. She went from being a nurse on the team to now the manager of the nurses and shifting now into a new role. It changes the dynamic of things. Yeah, there's this there's this idea that people have like you forgot where you came from. No, we started like, from the bottom. Now we're here. Like yeah, and like <laughs> right. No, it's not that I forgot where I came from. It's that I just grew beyond that. I'm not going to stay there. It's right? like rappers. Rappers they have all this conflict because they get really well known and famous yeah. and have all this money, but all their like gangbanging buddies yeah. get mad that they're now living in the hills, right? Driving and they're like, man, you forgot where you came from. And it's like, dude, I don't want to live in the projects anymore. Right. Like I used right. to, I'm from Flint, Michigan. Right. And like, I've got buddies that are like, man, you, you left. Yeah. You left us here. And I'm like, or you could have left too. Right. You like, could have also. <laughs> and so what happens is, is when you elevate yourself, yeah. what you're saying, when you step into more, yeah. some people that didn't step are just, are just mad about it. Yeah. I remember we had some close friends that we were in a relationship with. And yeah. like over some time through multiple transitions, Aaron had a promotion. Yeah. I stepped into more, you stepped into more and like they hadn't. Yeah. And it created all of this like relational tension. Tension. Yeah. And then they started getting mad about it and then they it was like there was a separation of yeah. relationship. Yeah. And it hurt, man. Yeah, it hurt. It hurt and it's confusing, but sometimes more means that some people get left behind. Yeah. No. But if you can't if you can't separate, right. then you can't step into more. Right. That's the whole piece. The whole reason for the conversation is understanding that for us, I think there were lots of times and moments that we had to make the decision is more what I'm going after or is staying the same, being complacent, not making a change. Is that what I'm going to settle for Mm -hmm. just because it might upset somebody? Yeah. We've talked about it a bunch of times. Like I'm a girl, you're a dude, Mm -hmm. like our relational dynamic and the way we've stepped into more together is different and unique from all kinds of, yeah. uh, from the regular way of the church world. Yeah. And we've had to have lots of conversations with us and with Aaron and Rach about like, are we gonna just 
uh, shrink back to the status quo or are we going to be okay with knowing we're not going to be for everybody. We're yeah. not going to be that slice of bread for every person, yeah. but that's okay because we're going to stay in our context. And so the, the, the tricky thing can be, I don't want them to leave. I don't want them to get mad. I don't want them to be upset. And so instead we pander and then we just let go of the rope. Yeah. We just lay it down. Right. Sometimes people have unrealistic expectations of what yes. they want from us. Absolutely. So there was a family that was really part of the church and I was relationally connected to like me and this guy would have breakfast four times a year, yeah. which might not sound like a lot, but I mean, when no, you have a yeah. busy schedule, that's a lot. Yeah. And so uh, once every three months. Yeah. And so, so this guy during, um, like kind of COVID season around all the racial tension, he had an expectation of me to do more than I had done. Yeah. But when I talked to him about it, he said, I think you've done more than anybody else I've seen modeled. So, well, what would you want me to do? Right. I don't know. Yeah. And there was this expectation of this expectation that was not realistic. I'm not yeah. a politician. I'm a pastor. Yeah. I'm not going to just on my pulpit, get up and talk about what CNN and yeah. Fox news says every single Sunday. Yeah. I'm not going to get up and talk about, all of those details. Now I, I lean in, Absolutely. I think more than Listen. a lot do. Oh yeah. But from a place of humility, but, but there was just learn. this like unrealistic expectation that was like, yeah. bro, I can't, I'm not willing to do what you want me to do. And so if that means that we're out of relationship, that's on you. Right. But you've had that same thing I was gonna where say, like a woman expects you to show up and right. I was gonna say, I think it's easy to talk about it in like business culture and church culture, and, but but just in our lives, yeah. we have to be able to identify that if we wanna step into more, sometimes there's gonna be people we just can't please. That they're never gonna be happy. I remember I had this one relationship and yeah, it was like every time they called, I answered the phone. Anytime they text, I had to respond within, and if I didn't respond within 30 minutes, are you mad? Are you upset? And it's like, no, I just have a job and a husband and two children. I have and a life a, other all than that I'm pandering doing. to you. And I remember right. on my 30th birthday, um, you and Rach and Aaron and a bunch, like great birth, Aaron threw me a great 30th birthday party at one of the airports in the area, like a big open space. And like you guys had gone early and helped and Rachel had helped him a ton in setting it up because that's just who y'all are and what we do and the way we do life. And after that, uh, I, I didn't have anything to do with it. It was my 30th birthday. I just got to show up yeah. and be celebrated. And I remember that very next week, my mom was in town celebrating and that very, not the very next week, that very next day, uh, this person calls me and is like, hey, can we talk? I'm really frustrated. I can't believe that you guys didn't have me help uh, at your birthday. Why didn't Aaron think of me? All the... It, it was like drama and like, what? And she's like, I need you to meet with me today. And I was like, no, my mom is in town. I can't do it. But there was this anxiety in me that was like, I have to figure out how to meet with her. Yeah, I have to go over there because if I don't, this may just blow up the whole mm -hmm. relationship. And how silly and absurd, like in the moment, I remember even talking with you all about it and being like, there's never gonna be enough to appease them because the truth was she wasn't happy in her own life. Right. It didn't have anything to do with me. It was her own circumstances of life were blowing up and I was just this steady, safe person that she could count on. And so all of the hurt and pain and frustration she was struggling with in her own life, she was projecting onto me. And so it didn't matter what I did. At some point I was really gonna disappoint her. And so I just had to say, sorry, my mom's in town and it's my birthday weekend, I can't meet with you. And from that, 
the whole relationship fall apart. But it, it was because was, you were doing everything. Correct. It was the most freeing thing to release that relationship. But sad. It's sad. You it grieved hurt. it. Oh, absolutely. But on the other side of it, I was like, oh, I didn't realize. I knew it. And even my friends and my husband were identifying it and helping me identify it. But I didn't even realize to the level that the weight was hmm. until it was gone. And sometimes we grieve these relationships and we should because it's sad. I saw a post the other day that said like, it's okay to grieve toxic relationships when they end, mm -hmm. but they need to end. Yeah. And so sometimes, man, stepping into more means letting go of things that, 100%. and people that are bringing us down, but it doesn't mean it's not sad, but it's necessary. So I had a guy who wanted me to say something from the pulpit. You had a friend that wanted you to drop everything. All the time, all the always. Time. My son Titus, who's seven, yeah, just came home the other day and said, Daddy, I have a friend at school, and at recess, we play Godzilla King Kong. One of them is Godzilla, right. and one of them is King Kong. Yeah. And the friend only wants to be Godzilla because he won the fight in the movie. Yeah. And Titus is only King Kong. Yeah. And he said, Daddy, I want to be Godzilla, not King Kong. But my friend said that he won't be my friend yeah. if, he, if I'm not Godzilla. Or if, if he doesn't get to be Godzilla. Yeah. And I was like, it starts as kids, man. It does. And so I, I, you know, I did what I had to talk with him. I said, well, buddy, you know, what a friend is, is yeah. someone who cares about you right. too. And I walked all that through yeah. that if, if the kid's just going to take his ball and go home and not be your friend anymore, he's not really your friend in the first right. place. But we can understand that for our children. Yeah. But where it gets real complicated is as adults, yeah. it starts to get real sticky. Yeah. And someone's an employee or they're a customer or they're a, a congregant and it's real sticky. Yeah. And we start to try to pander. Yep. I think that when you're seven, there for Titus, there's this boy at recess, but there's, I have no idea, 55, 105, yeah. I have no idea, other kids yeah. at recess. Yeah. And so in his, you know, in our seven-year-old mind, and as adults now, we can go, hey buddy, there's a whole bunch of other really great friends that you can choose from yeah. on the playground. Mm -hmm. But as adults, we we it's harder to make relationships. It's harder to mm -hmm. find good employees. It's harder to really build what we've built. And, and we can start to have that poverty almost yeah. mindset of, but if they go, I'll be alone. Yeah. But if they go, what will be in their place? And what we found is that anytime someone's gone, uh, God always does what he does and replaces them, not just with one more. Times five. But yeah, with Every more. Time. There's a podcast that we did, I think, called You're Fired. Yeah, we did that, do that. <laughs> that I think would be like, because there's some people leave and some people you need to push out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm telling myself, don't go down that vein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like sometimes you have people that they're not leaving but you need to leave them. Yeah. And so I would encourage you to go and Absolutely. to go and listen to that break one. Break up with them <laughs> if you need yeah, to. Yeah, right. break up, break up with them. But when they go, it's okay. It's okay. Um, it hurts though. Oh God, I, I remember so for a while, this is kind of a long story, so I don't know how much to get into, but when I had to dump my emotional trailer. Oh yeah. I, uh, <laughs> there were all these people that had left and over years. And for me emotionally, I remembered all of them. Well, and I would drive around town and know where these people live. Yeah. And it was like, I couldn't drive down the street without thinking, man, they left, they left me. Yeah. They're not with me anymore. And it really turned into this like funk in my life. And I said, it felt like 
I had this trailer behind me in my emotions. Like I mm -hmm. drive a big truck and I'm always pulling trailer. Yeah. And it felt like I had all these names in this trailer behind me. And I just was like losing my joy because of everyone who right. left. And so one day I called a meeting with Rachel and you and Aaron and yeah. I explained all this to you, like really sad. Yeah. And I listed all these names of people and I was like, guys, I'm still dragging these names around. I am, I am exhausted from all of these seeming failures. And so I don't all the way know what I'm saying, but I need help. Well, and so yeah. you guys prayed with me. Right. And like, help me dump the, yeah, dump the proverbial trailer. And no, it's really good. something your husband said that still echoes all the time. Aaron said, "Hey, Trustin, those people are still in a relationship with God." Yeah. Like, the, I mean, my whole deal is souls. My whole thing is reaching people far from God. And just because they left the church doesn't mean they're going to hell. Right. And I knew that. Right. But there was just this un balanced pressure that I put on myself yeah. that was really hurting me. Well, and so were, the reason we wanted to yeah. have this conversation is because I know there's people that are aching yeah. because people have left. Yeah. Relationships have gone and fallen yeah. apart or stopped being. And, and what, what it was in that for you too, was that you had taken all the responsibility. You had taken so much of if I would have, if I could have, if I yeah. should have, yeah. uh, then maybe it would be different. Yeah. And it was like, the part of dumping that trailer was not just not just dumping the people. You weren't saying they don't matter anymore. Yes, the perspective is so good of like they're with their gods first, so we're gonna give them to God and let yeah. them. But but you did all you could do. Yeah. And we have to like look ourselves in the face sometimes and go, Did I do all I could do? Did I do my best to love them, to show them grace, to all the words? And if we did our best, then we just have to let it go. Because yeah. if we don't, it'll. what happens then is it carries into the new relationships. Yep. It carries into the new employee. Mm -hmm. It carries into the way that we cripple we ourselves. end up leading those around us because we, we lead them, but we're like, but I'm not gonna give them all of it because they're probably gonna leave. Or, or I'm not gonna get relationally close. Right. I hear pastors say, oh, I'm not gonna make friends with my congregation. Right. I'm like, oh man, that's that's birthed out of hurt and offense. Right. Like, and really the whole, the illustration of the scaffolding and the pillars yeah. is maybe not a great one. It, it is to a point, but like there are only a few people that are like really going to yeah. be with you right. for life. Right. No, there's only a few pillars in a or house. Foundation. Yeah. Like and foundational actual beams. I don't know those yeah. things, but like. You're not going to have a hundred. No, no. If you have three if you have like three great friends, you're freaking blessed. Yes, true. If you have enough people to call and say, hey, talk to me through this circumstance or, or help me here in this season. And if they're then that for you back and forth, that you're doing a good job. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that we think, oh, the more we step into more then the more people I must have as pillars with me. Mm -hmm. And what it is, is just, it's just life. And like you said, some people are gonna move. Some people are gonna shift. Some people are going to transition. And what can happen, though, is when people do leave, um, we don't allow them to leave well because we get frustrated that they're mm. leaving. And I think something you and I have learned that's uh, really important. It's really important because when we, when we try too hard, if people are halfway out the door and we try to pull them in too much, we can do damage yeah. so they can never come back. Right. And so there are some people that have recently transitioned out of the church. Yeah that all I want to do is like 
right work really hard to fix it with my words show up at their house knock on the door say we will have a conversation about all of these things but it's, and it's every hey, level oh. we just had some of our most influential biggest givers yeah leave yeah yeah for a stupid reason it's true <laughs> yeah stupid no yeah and then we've had some uh sons and daughters of the house yeah that we love yeah that have through some confusion made Take a transition it, yeah all I want to do right. is jump on the thing with all my words. Yep. And energy and emotion. And but all I've learned it. that like, man, sometimes the best thing I can do is just let them know the door's open. Yeah. And I love you. I love I'm you. Here. If you ever want to talk, that's, you know, we're here for it. And I think that that approach makes it so that it's not worse. Yeah. And so that the door's open. Well, and then in that sometimes because of the in the care and the emotion and the heart behind it, all the words, they get convoluted. And, and what you said, the damage can be done, but also then our, the damage can be done to us as well. Mm -hmm. And it's easier, we found uh, that God can do the work in all of that. And we just have to say, hey, I love you. I bless you. I'm here. I, I, I'll always be here. And you never know. You never know what the future will be. Yeah. But be okay with it and don't try so hard. Yeah, you got it. We just did the episode clean the plate, but like sometimes we have to just have a reset. Yeah. I uh, I was dealing with some of this recently numerically. Like there were names involved, but yeah. it was like a bigger COVID. Right. We had moved locations. And so there were what hundreds. Are my, yeah, what are my percentages of growth and what are my hundreds percentages of, people of loss? That yeah. hadn't been back to the church in yeah. like two years. Yeah, yeah. And so I couldn't barely get on social media without seeing somebody who used to be really involved, but just yeah. now hasn't been back. Yeah. And so, and so I said for my own self, we have to have a, a reset. Yeah. And so we had a meeting with all of our elders. Yep. We built a list of how many people? Oh gosh, it was a lot. 300? Oh yeah, 300 plus names on these lists. We divvied it up between staff and elders. And I said, we're gonna call every person on this list. Yeah. And we're just gonna say, hey, Pastor Trust been thinking about you. Would love to have you back at more church. Uh, tell me your story. And I told the people, I said, some of the people we're gonna call are gonna be mad and say, I hate y'all because you did this. Yeah. You wore masks, you didn't wear masks. Right. You said this, you didn't say this. All these reasons. Right. Cool, just write down, they hate us. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then some are gonna say, yeah, I don't go to church anymore. I think God's stupid. Okay, write that down. Then some are gonna say, man, I've just kind of fallen out of the habit. Yeah. And I need to come back. And so we called hundreds of people yeah. and what I think we ended up happened? with, was it 35 families that were like, okay, we'll be there for, we had a big Sunday coming up that we wanted people to come to and then Easter was shortly after. And yeah. so we, we told them to intentionally invite them to these two days. And yeah, we saw a lot of people because some people dwindle out of life just because they do and they came back. But so, then we did have plenty of the list that also I said, thought it was I won't 60. ever be that. I thought it was 60 families it that, might be, yeah, that I came don't back, remember. but maybe it was 35 and we call that couples. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. But even if it's 35, yeah. 10%. Yeah. It was, whatever 10 it was, it was a great number. Of people coming back, well, you don't got it. It's okay. I what feel like was it, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And what it did for me, as I'm just looking out over the sea of people that are no right. longer here, it helped me have like a stop point. Yeah. Like, okay, reset. I'm going to quit looking backwards and only start looking forwards. That's important. Because you and Aaron just had dinner last night with an incredible couple who's relatively new to leadership at our church. Yeah. Yeah. 
The only reason you were able to do that with this new couple right. is because you weren't so busy chasing those ones who, that had already left. Right. God, it's hard though, man. It's hard. It's super hard. But understanding that if I'm stepping into more, I just have to keep moving forward. Yeah. Is a huge, it's a huge piece of it that I have a shirt that says like, stop, don't look back. You're not going that way. And there's a lot we can learn from looking backward. I'm not saying that, yeah. but, but don't be so focused in the rear view mirror that you miss what's right in front of you. And I think that for us that we've learned to not get frustrated or overwhelmed. You and I have had moments where we were like, maybe we just suck at this. Maybe we just <laughs> are terrible, like at connecting to people. Maybe never mind, maybe never mind. Yeah. But the truth is no, just keep moving forward. What does Nemo say? Just keep swimming and like, yep. it'll be fine. Yeah. And Dory says, nope. And the other one says, let it go. Let it go. Oh, I don't know which Elsa. movie it is. Elsa. I don't know if, I don't know if I'm supposed to cancel Disney or not. But, oh, but, I don't know. I, but, I can't but, keep up with it. But that. sometimes you gotta, you gotta just, you just gotta yeah. let it go. No, it's true. Because that hurt um, becomes personal. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, so again, our context is the Bible. Absolutely. The disciples went into a town one day mm -hmm. to try to preach and they wouldn't let them preach. And Jesus, he said, shake it, shake the dust off your feet and go to the next town. Taylor Swift did not come up with that. No, Jesus did. Yeah. Shake, shake it, it off. off. And so no right. real talk. She she'd be stealing from Jesus. She was. And so sometimes we just have to shake off right. the past and know that there's another town. Yeah. Jesus himself got betrayed by Judas yeah. and denied by Peter. Yeah. Jesus. Right. It's like Peter. Peter's like ride or die. People are gonna leave. Right. And so if you're watching this and you feel like a loser because some people have left, welcome to the club. Yeah. Um, you've got to learn to process that. Because if you can't process that, you're gonna get trapped where you are. Right. You're not gonna be able to step into more. Yeah, and you're gonna miss some really great relationships and opportunities around you. Yeah. That if you don't uh, allow yourself to filter some of those, then the new people that come into your life, you're gonna miss out on some of that goodness. And so just keep keep going, keep moving yeah. forward. Anything else with all that? No, I don't think. Um, uh, if you did, If you did have a relationship that you screwed it up, here's what I will say. One thing that you've done really well and I admire and have emulated because of watching you is that there have been some people in relationships that you know that when they left, you didn't all the way handle it as well as you could have on the way out. Mm -hmm. And you've been intentional to when you have seen them again, when you have walked back into spaces with them again, to just be like, hey, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't always do it right. I didn't always do it perfect. We don't have to be best friends. We don't have to be in great relationship, but I just want you to know I own my part too. Yeah. And so I think it's just a great piece that if there is people or if there are circumstances, relationships, whatever, that maybe it didn't go well and part of it was your fault. Don't be afraid to say sorry. Yeah, we did a whole episode on, on yeah. that. Well, not just on that, but, but uh, on the idea of I'm sorry. Yeah, there's been people that um, have left or people that we fired. Yeah. That um, I'm still glad that they're gone. Right, yeah. It's but right. in the process, we're emotional beings. Right, we're human. And so in the process, sometimes your flesh, your humanity gets wrapped up in the process yeah. and you say one sentence you know you shouldn't have said. Right. It's like I'd kept my knife in my pocket the whole time. Right. But then it gets into a heated I thing. One and thing. then I, and I said it to hurt. Yeah. Now I'm not a yeller and screamer and bang on my chest. I know I look like I am. Right. 
It's not that's that. Me. I'm yeah. that. I'm but, the yeller. But so yeah, I've went I've went to a bunch of them. Right. And said, "Hey, listen. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know I did this wrong. If I could go back in time, I would do it different." Yeah. I don't think I think it's right. I think that our transition separate. Right. I think that it's good, but hey man, I'm real sorry because I don't want them to carry have to carry an offense. Right. I don't want them to Right think that they suck or well, my words to get twisted in their head by the devil and then right. them think something about themselves you know but i just saw a guy i don't know if i should tell the story i just saw a guy a couple weeks ago uh that we fired and i almost started saying i was sorry and i stepped back for a minute i was standing in a parking lot at a, at a park and i saw him and i thought don't say it yeah the, not that not that it was pride, but like there was no reason he there's there's unhealth in him and, yeah. I, and I'm sorry for me will perpetuate unhealth in him yeah, there because was, there was nothing yeah. to be sorry for. No, you have so I'm to not do saying it. every person. No, no, no. It's you don't you only do it if you know that you had responsibility and that it needs to be said. Don't do it out of uh, selfishness. Yeah. Do it out of selflessness. Yeah. The Bible says um, uh, there's a verse that I hear a lot of pastors use um as far as it depends on me live at peace with everyone yeah um but living at peace does not mean catering and pandering and all of those things but as far as it depended on you you're going to try to live at peace with them so you yeah. are saying sorry for the moment of like that wasn't peaceful yeah but it doesn't mean you have to be back in a and it's awkward yeah oh it's yeah. awkward there's because there's there's moments where we're going to see people you go to a conference you see them there's a funeral there's a wedding yeah you just bump into somebody in town and at all of those things i just said I've went up to people and said, hey man, can I just talk to you for a minute? I just, first I, I wanna say that I'm sorry. Yeah. And like, give them the freedom right. of, of forgiveness. Yeah. No, it's really good. Okay, guys, people are gonna leave. You're gonna love them, you're gonna do your very best. Yeah. And something's gonna happen. You know why? Because the devil. Yeah, well, and we're humans. We're humans, they got feelings, and sometimes they just gotta go. Yeah. For you to grow, they gotta go. That's true. It's okay. Good. Guys, one of our favorite things to do is answer your questions. Yep. We actually have one in an inbox right now that we need to reply to. Yeah, we do. We'll do that next. We got to do that next. <laughs> we got to reply to a quite great question that we just got from uh, tug somebody on the Tugmore team. That's right. It's good. We love y'all. See ya. <laughs>